0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm gonna do a part two on I Dare You to Dream because I feel like this is something very important um, to talk about and uh, so many people have given me really good feedback from this episode and I've been um, thinking about it and I wanted to take it a, a few steps further In practical things that you can do to set you up for success and heading towards the dream that God has for your life and for, you know, growing uh, and, and going towards that thing. You know, for me personally, when I get to be around somebody who is farther along in the same... Area that I want to be further along in, you know, for me, it's ministry. So when I get to be around ministers that have been doing it for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, I ask questions because I want to know the stories about how they got from point A to point B. I want to know what happened in the, in the middle there. Like, how did you, you know, go from believing God to put food on your table to now believing God for, you know, To build buildings and to believe God to travel around the world and to you know be able to do the things that you're doing that's supernatural and I know that God's hand is on your life so I need something that I don't have yet that you have so I need to I need to actually ask some questions I need that impartation I need to understand how you got from point A to point B and so I'm going to talk today about having a discipleship or uh, like apprenticeship mentality. You know, I think our generation is really lost out on this because everybody feels like they know everything and they can figure everything out. They can Google search it up. They can YouTube search it. They can figure it out all on their own. And so it takes out that, um, that like person to person, I'm going to get, uh, Discipled. I'm gonna get um, apprenticed. You know, I I want to know what this person's got going on in their life, and so I'm gonna put myself <laughs> up close to them if 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 possible, and I'm gonna um, you know serve this person. I just need what they have. So no matter what it looks like, whatever kind of way I can get um, access to them. Now, obviously, some people um, you're not gonna get access to, and you get discipled through you know like from me, like with ministers. I get discipled through teaching and preaching and podcasts and that's how I get discipled is I don't I don't have to have a relationship with somebody for them to be able to disciple me. I don't have to have them texting me, calling me. I can actually get discipled through listening to their teaching of the the word, and I can actually get imparted to from their life just by, um, you know, for me, just by listening to the things that they're saying. So there's people that I've been discipled by that I don't have friendship with, or I don't have a personal close relationship with, and that is totally, totally fine. So I think that this idea is kind of gets lost somewhere in the middle of what the modern You know, generation thinks discipleship or apprenticeship is like they think it's like this big sister, big brother club, and we're just gonna like hang out and be buddies, and somehow what they've got going on in their life is gonna eventually go on in my life, and that's not really how it works. So I want to tell you, a couple years ago, um, I got an opportunity to sit down with two ladies that are are ministers that are you know in ministry and and ministers that I look up to very much so. And uh, their names are Adalis and Magalis. And I did not uh, know them personally before I got to um, have this chance to go to sit at lunch with them. You know, I asked them, they were in Florida, I asked them if I could sit, sit and have lunch with them. This was, you know, back a couple of years ago when they were doing the women's conference. And I came to that meeting, my sister-in-law came with me and I came to that meeting. And I remember talking to my sister-in-law saying, you know, what? I'm not, I hope I don't come off like I'm trying to have a friendship because I'm not, I'm actually just... I'm actually, I have ulterior motives. I'm just here to find out how they got from where they started and to where they're at right now, because we were not in the ministry at that time. So for me, ministry was a big question mark. Like, how do you go from nothing, like zero, like no ministry invites, no open doors, nothing into what they're going into, where they're reaching the world through media and, and they're, you know, all over the United States, all over the world, um, preaching, Administering to people, so I came to that meeting and I had questions. I already had like a whole bunch of questions. I took notes when they were talking to me. I like I wanted to be imparted to by these ladies who uh, have done something that I have not done yet. And so I don't I, I I don't have a friendship. I never you know had a friendship with them, but it did not matter. I wanted to. I just wanted something from their life. <laughs> and so I got the chance to get up close, and then I asked the questions. You know, when you get a chance to be with people. That have done something, or even that have something on their life that you see and you recognize is like, that's something that I want. When you get around them, don't be the one who talks the most. Be the one that listens the most. If you want to grow in an area, come around and have a give a, a question and then just listen. You don't have to uh, get, come, come ready with your stories and your testimonies and your things that you want to tell them. Come with an open heart to learn and to receive because you need something that they have because they've done something that you have not done yet in your life. And so when you come with that open heart to be like discipled and, you know, a uh, Apprentice, y'all. Like usually, apprenticeship kind of applies more to like a, a, you know, a trade. So back in the day when they didn't have, you know, trade schools or colleges, if you wanted to be a woodworker, you went and you just worked with a guy who did woodworking until you learned how to do it enough. You're on your own, and then you could do your own woodworking business, or you would come up under your your mom or your dad's trade. And so that's what apprenticeship really is, and that gets totally lost with this generation in so many ways because you know we don't do stuff like that. We go to college. We go, you know, and that's, there's nothing wrong with going to college. But um, you know, if you want to be in the ministry, then you need to go to an anointed Bible college. You need to go to find the very best Bible college, and then go there, which is River University in Tampa, Florida. So if you want to go into the ministry, go to Bible college and get everything that you can get there. And while you're there, find people that you can ask questions from and get discipled from. Like you know, in and get get everything that you can get. Get anointed for the ministry. If you're supposed to go in the ministry, your number one goal right now is I'm gonna get anointed for the ministry in every single aspect. That that means I need to get the word in my spirit. I need to develop my gift, which is preaching. I need to develop my uh, skill of of you know um, how I how I come across with with uh, you know how I. Speak and how I, um, even with people, I need my people skills. I need to brush up on my people skills if I really want to be in the ministry. But I don't really like people. I've got some work to do because I need to. I need to get my uh, my people skills up. Maybe I feel awkward talking to people. Well, all of that's going to have to change. So there's practical things that you do, and then you get anointed for the ministry. You spend time in the Word of God. You spend time with God. You get that spiritual aspect too. You know, if you're somebody that this is totally you know flying right by your head because you don't feel called to the ministry well maybe you feel called to uh, start your own business well you need to be finding some you need to be finding men or women that have businesses that are successful in it and you need to say hey can I take you to lunch I want to buy you lunch and I want to ask you some questions i i you know I, i'm sorry i like i'm not looking Be your friend. I'm just looking to get something from you. And if that person is like me, they'll be more than happy to take you to lunch and to answer any questions that you have and help you get to the place that you're headed to. So, really, you know, to summarize everything I'm saying, there are practical things that you can do that'll put you on the path towards what God's calling you to do. And don't wait. Don't, these are the reasons why people wait. I'm too young. I'm not, uh, you know, I don't look the part. I don't sound the part. Well, I'm not married yet. I'm not this. I'm not that. You know what? None of that matters because you need to start getting prepared right now. You need to, you know, a couple of days ago, I texted a minister friend of mine, a woman that's in ministry and has been in ministry a lot longer than I have, like a lot, a lot longer than I have. And I asked her, hey, what are your favorite books? And um, and so she gave me her three favorite books and I said, okay, um. And then I said, how about on this subject specifically? And then she gave me her other three favorite books. And you know what? I'm reading those books because I see something on her life that I want on my life. And so I'm going to do what she did to get there. I'm going to go ahead and do what she did. And then I'm going to get growth in my life in that very specific area. Because guess what? Even though I'm I'm a mom of two small children and I'm you know, I'm everything at home, like I'm the, you know, the maid and the, you know, the wipe the snotty noses, wipe the butts and make the food. I at the same time, I'm not slacking on my calling that God's put on my life because I have a full time ministry calling on my life to be to preach and to minister. So I have to keep developing that gift even while I'm doing other things. So just because I'm in a different season in my life where right now it's not I don't have a microphone handed to me once or twice a week. It does not matter. I'm still cultivating my gift. I'm still reading the word. I'm still putting the word inside of my heart. I'm still um, meditating on the word. I'm still thinking in my head while I'm while I'm doing my laundry, while I'm doing things around my house. I'm preaching messages to myself inside my head because that's how you meditate on the word is you get a scripture, you start rolling it over in your spirit, and then you start preaching it. And a lot of times I'll be doing that inside my head and I don't even realize that's that's actually meditating on the word. That's actually, so a lot of preparing for ministry is just getting the word down in you. You know, when you begin to, when you begin, when you put so much of the word inside of you, you, you have a well to come, to, to pull out of. So when you go to minister, um, it's not like, oh, I have a good message that I wrote this afternoon and I have five scriptures and it's going to be powerful. You know, it's not, it's not this like head to head thing. It's a heart to heart because I have the word of God so inside of me. I'm so convinced on this word. I'm so convinced of this truth in the Bible, on whatever the case is, what on faith, on healing, on you know believing God, on whatever it is. I'm so convinced on this thing. I just have to share it with you, and that's how you preach from that place. That's just out of your spirit, and it's not. Oh, I have five points today on how to blah 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 blah. No. Let me just put something in my spirit so deep and make it so real to me and meditate on it so much that when I start to minister on it, people just get it because it's in my spirit and it goes into their spirit. You minister from spirit to spirit, not from head to head. And that's something that I learned from the, the impartation of the ministers, of the ministry that I'm under with with Pastor Rodney and Pastor Danica. That's their thing; they minister from their spirit, and it goes into our spirit, and we get imparted to every single time we come to the church because there is not any throwaway service. There's not no. There's not any throwaway meeting. Pastor Pastor Rodney is always trying to get his um, people prepared for the thing that God's called them to do, and that's why we feel the same way that we want to help other people. get get prepared and go into the calling of God on their life. So... Um... Don't let anything hold you back. Don't let the fear of like the finances not being there. You know I talked about it in the last episode. And the Bible talks about in Second Corinthians nine how no soldier goes to war at his own expense, and that you know even if you're a shepherd taking care of the sheep, you're gonna have the provision of that of that place that God's put you in with those sheep, or or if you plant a um, a field, you're gonna have some provision in that field that's gonna be to sustain you as well as other people. So God is going to take you into a place where. Your life is gonna reap a harvest that's gonna take care of many people and you. So it's not just you. Know, maybe you start out on believing God for food to put on the table this week, and that's fine if that's where you're at. But guess what? In ten years from now, you're gonna be believing God to have truckloads of food to bring into a city to to feed hundreds of people and put food on the table for hundreds of people. So imagine that that thing. That God's stirring in your heart, He's trying to prepare you. He and even with this podcast, I'm trying to nudge you towards getting ready, whatever it is. And you probably, while you listen to this, you already know that there's something that you need to do. You already know that there's somebody that you need to talk to. You already know that there's there's something that's going on. And you're getting stirred up to go toward that calling that God has on your life. And I just want to say this to close: be humble. Be humble. Let God raise you up. Do not try to do it on your own. Let the Lord raise you up. Develop your gift. You know, God gave me this picture. It was about two weeks ago, actually. God put this picture on the inside of my heart to just become like put myself in a cocoon and like let the Word of God like redo all the things it needs to do. It, it, not redo, but you know, go deeper, penetrate deeper, and just t- cultivate like that little. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to compare yourself to, but just like a little um, caterpillar gets all wrapped up and cocooned in that little place, and then when it's time, that thing comes out and it flies away, and it's so much more beautiful than when it started out. God was saying, like, just let, just, just let yourself get layers and layers of the Word of God on you, of that develop that gift on the inside of you right now, so that when there is a time that it's that it's your time to be out there in the forefront you're going to be able to fly and it's going to be beautiful and the Lord's going to get all the glory for it. So that's, that's the picture that God put in my heart. And that can apply to anybody in any case, wherever they're at in their life. So let God do the work in your heart and let God promote you. I love you. Jesus loves you. If this blessed you, share it with somebody. We'll see you soon.